Good evening and welcome to the 25th episode of the Thundering Herds Sports Podcast. Tonight we're going to be talking about a few things very, very near and dear to us. First off, in college football, the end of an era in Fort Worth. Then we're going to talk about, oh, vaccinated, inoculated, who knows exactly what it is, Aaron Rodgers' situation in Green Bay. And then the debacle today immunized. <laughs> that was the Dallas Cowboys football game. So I want to start first with, and I'm actually wearing a, t- uh, a polo right now that says TCU Frog Dad on it. <clears throat> My... Uh, Daughter, Abby, Jackson's older sister, uh, just graduated from TCU last year. And as long as Jackson has been alive, even before Jackson was born, uh, Coach Gary Patterson was the head coach at TCU. They had some amazing, amazing seasons. Ended up second in one poll, won the Rose Bowl, beat Wisconsin. They ended up third one year in the poll. They've had a 13-0 season, a 12-1 season. Um, Fort Worth has changed because of TCU's football program. The TCU campus has changed because of the TCU football program. Coach Schlossnagel actually had advantages added to the athletic program because of the TCU football program. Enrollment is up. The school is better known. ESPN Game Day, College Football Game Day, has been there, what, probably six or seven times in the last decade? It is on the map now. Everybody knows who the Horn Frogs are, and it all points to Gary GP. Patterson. And for him to not even be able to end the season, we don't know exactly what went down, but it wasn't favorable. I mean, he from, from everything I heard on Monday, he actually, after... The decision was made he wasn't going to move forward. He came up to the campus and gave the coaches his game plan to beat Baylor. Mm-hmm. And I, from what I understand, Meacham utilized it. So the man is not done. And I've heard a couple of interesting rumors. The first one is Texas Tech going to Texas Tech and being with Sonny Cumbie again. Let Sonny Cumbie be the offensive coordinator. He takes over the Tech program as the head coach. But the most interesting one I heard was Sonny Dykes is at SNU. Sonny Dykes goes to a Power 5 conference and goes back to where his dad, Spike Dykes, was the head coach at Texas Tech. And Coach Patterson marches right down I-30 and becomes the head coach of the SMU Mustangs. That would absolutely kill everybody in Fort Worth. I don't he know. He wouldn't do that. There's one, uh, there's one 100% been chance... There's a 100% chance that that's not going to happen. I, I, I hope not. I mean, for everything that he did for this place and this town. Hey, you know, during football he season, do that. the lights on the towers of all purple, they've actually dyed the Trinity River purple. They put TCU on the riverbanks during football season. TCU has helped with the recognition of Fort Worth as a major university sports town he changed things here and for him not to be be able to go out on his own terms and be here 
I don't care if they win four football games in the next four or five years. Everything the man has done for these university, he needed to go out the way he wanted to go out. Oh, absolutely. So I, I'm I'm actually embarrassed at the way that great man was treated. Did it, have to, coach, did it have to do with the uh, athletic directors, or was it the school director? Good question. We don't have the full story yet. I'm sure that'll all come out. Because everything that my sister is all, of course she's in the know about TCU because she recently attended that school. She says that the chancellor or whatever, the administration, just not not preferable, not very, like, not a very good administrators. That's what she said. So maybe it had to do with the school administration, not the athletic administration. I don't know what would have happened there. Maybe it had to do with the beginning of the season, that whole debacle. We don't need to go back into that. But uh, you know what I'm referring to, yes. Greg. I heard one amazing statistic. From the mid-'80s to the mid-'90s, you take that 10-year period, I think it was 86 to 95, TCU football team won 12 games. Coach Patterson has had two seasons where he's won 12 games in a year. We're talking for the entire decade they didn't win 12 games. He's had 12-win seasons. He's had 9-win seasons, 10-win seasons, 11-win seasons, 12-win seasons, and a 13-win season. He's won 187 games in 21 years. That's, what, nine wins a year on average. The man changed it. Now, Coach Wacker had a little bit of a thing in the late 90s. Fear the, I think he started the Fear the Frog thing way back then. But he was only there for a few years, and TCU got put on probation for the stuff Wacker did because he started paying everybody like SMU was. And that's the reason that they got good. And when all that stuff went away, they went through some years where guys went, went like 1-11-2 or just, just unbelievably ridiculous seasons. He comes in here after Francione became the coach. Francione had a success for two or three years, goes to Texas A&M and then on to Alabama after that, I believe, or maybe it was the other way around. And Coach Patterson took the program off and never looked back. And you know what? They're probably only going to win five games this year. But I think that they've got I mean, a lot with, of talent. With the way that their new quarterback looks, I don't know. <laughs> they've, got he, some, they've got tough he games. He looked though. really good. <laughs> you know, and who knows? Maybe they go 6-6 six and six and they make a bowl game. Hopefully. But you know what? This program is, is on this program is on the board. Why is it on the board? It's on the board because of Mr. Patterson, Coach exactly. Patterson. And TCU's baseball team is on the program, uh, is, is on the map because of Coach Schlossnagel who, went to, who left to go to A&M. I'm worried about the sports program. I, you know, you, I'm not going to hang the hat on basketball. I don't know anything about their basketball program, but we have followed the baseball and the football program now for the last 10 years, and it is not disappointed, not once. I don't think there's, if anything, a one-year setback for baseball. They're, that pitching coach who took over, I can never remember his name. It doesn't really matter. He's an amazing coach, and I've seen it firsthand. I've been coached by him at the, at the baseball camps, whatever. He's a, he's a very good coach, and the players love him. I follow some of the uh, TCU players on Instagram, Zach Humphreys, Elijah Nunez, those two players. Zach Humphreys graduated, whatever. He's playing in the minor leagues. But Elijah Nunez and all those Guys were posting on their Instagram, 
vouching for this guy to be coach after the absence, the newfound absence of Coach Lossnagel. I think, I don't think that there's going to be a huge setback there. They're already an amazing program. They're getting five-star players, PG rating tens, all around the all around. Like that is an amazing program. I don't see any setbacks. Okay. Football team is a huge difference. It is. They've gotten one five-star since Ladanian Tomlinson. That's not how Coach Patterson did it, though. Coach Patterson but, went after athletes, and he went, you're a running back. This is true. You know what? I don't think you're a running back. I think you should play outside linebacker. And he would take the kid and the athletic ability and tailor his skills to the program. Yeah, I. that's exactly my point. And that's, that's what, they what have he to do. did. We don't know if we're ever going to have another coach like that. No, there, Fort there Worth. won't be another coach. There won't be another coach Patterson. Somebody that exactly nobody's going to be able to do it like him. Twenty-one. You seasons. need players like that. A and M gets, Bama gets. All those teams. I mean, I guess you could say Texas, but their coaching sucks. Terrible program. I don't know why they get put in the top twenty-five at the beginning of each year, but they just end up sucking. But they get plenty of good players. It's an amazing, it's a huge school, historically amazing program. Oklahoma gets all these <coughs> players. TCU doesn't get these players. No, they're eleven thousand enrollment. They're a that's private. What that's what I'm saying. They're a private school. That's what and I'm saying. And it's not easy to get into it's, that. School. That's why I'm saying it's not the same for the football team. It's going to be TCU's baseball team has built up a reputation as a top ten program in the country. Yeah, and they bring a lot of JUCO kids. Football football team, I wouldn't say top twenty, top thirty right now in the entire entire Division one football. In the last two decades, I bet you. In the last two decades. Off of what they've accomplished, what Coach Patterson did, they're a top 15 program in this country for the last two, two decades. Without, without hesitation. You remember when we first started going to the football games there? The end zone was open. They built two complete upper decks. They've closed in both end zones. They've, added a, they've gone from a 15,000-seat stadium or 20,000-seat stadium to like 47,000. And I don't think they're done yet. <clears throat> but they're going to have to have somebody come in here. If they're smart, they look down south at the coach who has the undefeated uh, UT San Antonio Roadrunners, or they look at the coach of their Chanticleers who's 8-1 right I saw now. a list put out by Barstool TCU on their Instagram story that, that had a couple of big names on it. <clears throat> like who? The offensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, well, that would be interesting. Um, what was another one? Oh, I think he would want to the NFL be a head coach. Oh yeah, probably. But I don't remember. But I remember them being some pretty big names. Uh, coach O from LSU. He won a national championship. Yeah. When's the last time TCU won a national championship? Nineteen oh, twelve. No, thirties <laughs> or forties. I'm kidding. But that's not what that program is. I mean, LSU is the school in the state of Louisiana. They bring in a lot of talent. They have a lot of home-based talent. They get five-star athletes because... <sighs> Go Tigers! They are a huge... Uh, coach O's not a fit here. He's not a fit I mean, here. he was on the list. Okay, well, that, that's He's true. a good coach. All right, well, moving on there, because we are depressed. We don't want to talk about that anymore. <laughs> so let, let's talk about 
inoculation, immunization, and vaccination. And I'm, I'm immunized. What, what does that what, mean, Aaron? What does that exactly mean, especially when the week before you test positive, your entire wide receiving core tests positive, and you're walking around doing press conferences, no Without masks, masks on. and now what have you done? Your, your team lost today. I mean, the poor kid, Lowe, Love. Love came in and did the best he possibly could on short notice. I mean, and what have you done? You've set that team up who could have had a home field advantage. And home field advantage in the playoffs all the way through in negative two degree temperatures, Green Bay in this December, January, and big, February is huge. Is it, it's huge. And what did you do? You're selfish, dude. You're selfish. It's all about Aaron Rodgers. And. You know, Jackson and I were talking about this little while in the car, as when we were when I picked him up from uh, from work on the way home, and we were talking about Aaron Rodgers forgets one thing: if he's upset about the Packers drafting Love and them working on developing the quarterback of the future, does he not remember that he was drafted and sat on the bench for three years behind Brett Favre until Brett Favre? had worn out his welcome, and they decided to get rid of him and thought Aaron Rodgers was ready to take the franchise over, and then Aaron Rodgers takes the team over and takes off like a skyrocket. Aaron, your career is finite. You're not going to play forever. Not You're not Tom, Tom Brady. Yeah. Tom Brady is taking some kind of crazy childhood juice or something. I don't know I don't what know. he's doing. I, I, he drank from the fountain of youth. He's stealing the souls of children. That's my theory. You know that's a thing that freaking famous people do? Yeah, I think that's what Aaron Rodgers is doing. They get blood transfusions from children. I think that might be part of his thing. You know, which is speculating. You know, without any proof or anything. But, but Aaron Rodgers, I don't think Aaron Rodgers plays another four or five years. I just don't think he does. Yeah, I don't think so either. He's probably got a couple years left in him. And, and if he's trying to force his way out of Green Bay, I think he solved his problem. I know that the, yeah. the health system in Wisconsin dropped him as a spokesman this week. Is State Farm going to be next? Probably. Because Aaron Rodgers is all about Aaron Rodgers. And if you notice his commercials lately with the sunglasses and the hair and the ponytail and, and the, the gruff looking... Might be his girlfriend. I'm not sure. She's weird, man. I'm not sure what's going on They're drinking... Him. Dirt smoothies, you know. The, 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 he, Aaron has lost his way. He's lost his mind, and he's about to lose his football team. Yeah, I, I, I don't really want to talk about this anymore because it's he's just stupid. Yeah, he has he has cost his team with his little pout fest and his little gonna go around the rules a chance to go to the Super Bowl this year. Oh, absolutely. And they can lay the entire blame of on the him. failure of the season on Aaron Rodgers, and then he'll be somebody else's problem next year. So let's talk about... We're talking about about a team that played unbelievably terrible. Um, Before I turned it off, I turned it back on in in the fourth quarter with five minutes to go. Hey, one one thing about the fourth quarter. Where was that the entire game? They were efficient. They got down the field pretty freaking fast. You know what? Yo! Oh, this is is it. 16-0. Third quarter... 14 minutes left. Three and out. Block punt. Recovered by the offense. First down without even getting one. Number one. Yes, Jadon Curse. The ball hit him. 
and but the other team recovered it. Yeah, but it was third down and like twenty one or something crazy like that because they got sacked. He got sacked pretty far back. So at that point, it was fourth and twenty one. They recover it. He only got it. He only had the ball two yards past the line of scrimmage. That's not a first down. Wouldn't you have to recover it and advance it fast past the first down to get one? They basically. I was said, so confused. Yeah, I was. That too. that lot like we're scoring from there. Oh yeah, at yeah, what yeah. the twelve yard line? Worst case scenario, we get a field goal. Yeah, you changed momentum. Yep. You gotta stop. Yep. To start out, that means your defense had momentum. Yep. If your offense scores, your offense has momentum. You have. You have platoon momentum going going with you right now. Okay, I, I like that. But what you have now is an offense who gets momentum because that play gets overturned, so you have a new set of downs. And your defense is confused. Oh, yeah. And they're thinking about that play. That's stuck in their brain. So now they've lost focus. The offense is all jolly. Because something went well for them. And now you go down, it's 19 nothing. Yep. And that's that's your game. game. That's it, your game. When it became a three-score game, I think that was the end of them. I, it, when it got to be 30 to nothing, okay, 16 garbage points at the end to it make made it, it look It made it look closer. But that it, game was not that close. That game was awful. The only, the only bright spot, if there was one, is number 11. He... He's an all-pro linebacker, and okay. it's it's two sacks. I don't two and I, a half. Two, two and a half, half sacks. I didn't see how many tackles, but I'm They're assuming like, it's more than ten. Oh yeah, I think it was pretty substantial. I, I'll give you one more other guy who I really like, and he keeps getting better and better and better every week. A Digizua. Randy Gregory didn't play half bad. No, he was getting double teamed on every play. He did, but they couldn't block a Digizua. He was getting pet pressure up the middle. And blowing up a lot of running plays. <clears throat> the guys that were playing the edge weren't holding the edge. Why were our linebackers getting beat to to the sidelines on every freaking running play? <clears throat> Anytime that they needed... I didn't get, a, <clears throat> get to watch a ton of the game because I was working. It, it was bad. You probably <clears throat> know more about that than me. I pretty much... Vanderesh made a lot of tackles of nine plays. yards downfield. Yeah. 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 That's not what we like to see. Yeah, and O'Neal, too. They weren't tacking... No. Neil? They yeah. weren't attacking the line of scrimmage? No. Well, they were, their they defensive were, line was getting were penetration. Were they absorbing the ball? Like absorbing instead of attacking? Uh, it, That's probably we, what it we was. We seemed like we were chasing that quarterback around all game. Yeah. Now, he played really well. You have to give that to Teddy Bridgewater. I was not expecting that out of him. He 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 played a good game. He did. But you know who <clears throat> didn't play a good game? For the second week in a row. Somebody go shake number seven. Trayvon Diggs. And he's asleep. You know what he's Somebody do- go you know wake what he's his ass doing up. that I've noticed? That the balls that he got beat on, he's playing the man and he's not playing the ball. What he was doing prior to the bye week, maybe one of his coaches was telling him he was being too aggressive or he's giving up too many yards. He was he he, he plays the ball. But when the ball gets past him, yeah, it's a big play. So what? But he was making the big play. He hasn't done anything. That ball he got beat on by Tim Patrick, which was a touchdown, to make it 16 nothing. He was in okay position. If he would have jumped up, he could have swatted it. Jumped yep. up, he could have caught it. Yep. Yeah, he didn't get beat. He, yeah, Tim Patrick's footwork, footwork was nice. He got Trayvon Diggs to stutter. 
Right. But he recovered. Tim Patrick might have pushed off a little bit, but he wasn't in bad position to make a play on the ball. <clears throat> no. He could have made a play on that ball. Also, the first drive, <clears throat> pass interference on third and goal to get them to score, score the touchdown. He was so early on that. It, it, it was, was, it was inexcusable. Different. Like, I, I don't know what happened. The way that, he, the way that he's happened. played is not. The last couple of weeks have been really, really crap. It's unbelievable. And somebody needs to go grab him and shake him or take his helmet off and slap him in the face a little bit because he's sleepwalking. Zeke did not run bad. I thought <clears> the Zeke, he, was, Zeke was hurt, too. Every he, time I came out of the game, they put a heating pad on his yeah, knee. Yeah, but he was getting seven yards, like, casually. I did have one question. He just he couldn't get cooking because he was never on the field. Where was Pollard today? Pollard really didn't do anything. Nobody was on the field today. He had the kickoff return to start the Dang, game. Nobody was on the field today. Yeah. The Broncos mean. had the ball, what, 40 out of the 60 minutes? Yeah, yeah. Well, We I, got dominated in every facet, my, and there's no arguing my, that. Well, here's the thing that I can argue with right now. And, of course, it's 2020 hindsight. You know, look... Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> Going forward on two consecutive drives on fourth down. And not making it. And not making it. After they did not make the first one. I can understand doing the first one because you are across midfield. I saw that. And <clears throat> that was a good the play second, by the safety. Yep. He made a good play. The second one punt the, the ball. One. I didn't see the second one. It was one. nothing, nothing after both of those. And I saw that. I saw that drive the second time they got stopped on fourth down, the beginning of it. Because, of course, I was working. I had stuff to do. I saw it on the TV. There was a couple of good plays. I saw somebody caught the <clears> ball. It was like a 30-yard play. I didn't. I, I looked at my phone afterwards, and I'd seen that they had the ball. The Broncos had the ball. I was like, what happened? Like, there was a couple of good consecutive plays to start off the drive, and they just, I don't know, maybe the Broncos' defense was just too strong. We had a CD uh, lamb drop. Can we talk about the drops? We Amari Cooper over Amari the middle? Cooper. Dead in the middle of his gut. He, that was a, at least a 25-yard play. There was He's wide open. There was a, a misdirection screen pass where Pollard, it hit him between the two and the zero in the chest, and he dropped it. If he, I saw that. He catches that ball, that's 40 yards. I saw that. There was no one around him. It wasn't the greatest ball, but it was catchable, and he could have at least gotten a first down. And, and you know... Uh, Schultz played pretty well. He caught just about everything. Dak he was wasn't him. wasn't himself today. M- Dak was all over the place. He wasn't himself, but he threw a lot of catchable balls. Yeah, and that's, he, had a, he had a lot of balls that bounced or sailed. And, yeah, His and then he overthrew a lot of deep balls that were open. Like two, those two to CD, he was wide when open. When CD stuck his hand up, when he broke deep on that one, that was like a fourth and four. Why? Here's my question. You, I, I understand saw you're that. scrambling. Why are you throwing the ball forty she was wide yards? Open, down, but he overthrew him by ten he yards. He did. He did. But that's Dak's fault. If he's open downfield, you throw it to the guy who's open downfield. But you've done nothing all game. There's got to be exactly. somebody. There's big, got big plays shift momentum. Okay. That's a big play. If and that play missed- is made. It's yeah. nineteen to eight. But look at that's his, a way different game. Look at his numbers though. At the time he was like twelve out of thirty. Yeah, I know. He he wasn't hitting anything. He was like five for seventeen. So you know point. you know what I do at that point? He scrambles out of the edge and heaves it. Dump it off to Schultz. Dump it off to 
Elliott, dump it off. They the had power. a very good defensive Keep game the drive plan, going. They were playing very good Elliott, defense. And they contested every pass. But they weren't better they weren't a better defense than anybody we've seen. No, we They weren't better th- yeah, we we'd seen better defenses. We it just seemed like our game plan wasn't good enough this week because most weeks we see that our offensive and defensive game plans from Kellen Moore and what's his name? Guy from the Falcons. <coughs> Oh, the former coach. Yeah, I don't Dan Quinn. Yeah, Dan. Their de- their game plans have been unbelievable so far. I don't this think year. Dan Quinn he- was bad. I don't. No, I don't no. Think the he defense. Did. The defense did not play terrible. We couldn't keep. They our just edges. were on the field. They, they just, were on the field so much. They were probably exhausted. Well, they ran getting two hundred yards. Almost. Yeah, getting to the edge at the end of the game is not easy. You're you're exhausted, but the game plans, like even in the first one that we lost against a Super Bowl winning team. Our offensive game plan was amazing. Like, we were getting downfield on a good defense who was not unhealthy at the beginning of the year. They were healthy in their secondary. We played well against them. Our defense got some good stops, got some turnovers. We played them till the end. We almost won that game. Here's one more question for you. But every game plan that we've seen so far has been good. Today, I did not see a good game plan. the, The game plan maybe might have been a problem. But moving two guys on the offensive line before today's oh, game was yeah. stupid. If if Lyle Collins couldn't play where Tyron Smith was playing, you bring one of those guys in that played last week when he got hurt, and you leave Terrence Steele where he oh, was. Oh, yeah. That's, Terrence that's Steele, cruel. Terrence that's Steele cruel. had Did a Terrence hard time. Steele even play left tackle at all in college? If I, no... I don't know. But he was doing no, very, you, very well. That is irresponsible. Yeah. Because he was playing... <laughs> Pro Bowl right tackle, like yeah, really good right tackle, but he, can, he not every right tackle can also play left. Dak tackle. missed last game because he, because they wanted to rest that ankle. He still wasn't a hundred percent today. So what what are you going to do? You're going to shuffle all of the deck chairs on the Titanic, the people that are blocking for him. You're going to move two guys to two unfamiliar positions yeah. just so you can. Get healthy bodies in there. It just, I, it, it wasn't a good day for the Dallas Cowboys. No, it wasn't. But you know, we can, you can have those days when you're six and two. That's that's one thing, good thing I see out of this. We still have an amazing record. We're still a top contender in the NFC. Well, you got the Falcons coming in. They it was beat just the Saints. It was one bad game. The Saints are without a quarterback. Yeah, but the Saints were without a quarterback last week, and they and they they won when they played. That's 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 true. I mean, they've got a great defense. We still have to play them, but the, hey, the Falcons I, are playing a lot better. One week is I don't think that's a big deal. They'll game plan better this week. They'll get practice. They'll get oh, more I, reps. I think they're going to be motivated and ticked yeah, off. Yeah, they'll, they'll be fine. I, I don't I don't see them losing to the Falcons. I want home field advantage all the way through the playoffs. Yeah, me we too. don't need to lose anymore. No, we're, we I don't. I'm not going to say this, but I hope we don't lose anymore because I don't think. That we will, but yeah, that's it. I think that's a good way to end it off. Is we're probably let's hope we'll play better next. Let's week. see. All right, six and two. Season's almost half over. Weird number seventeen games this year. So halftime of next Sunday's game at twelve noon will be the halfway point of the season, which is weird. We'll be eight and a half games in, <laughs> so that'll be halfway through the season. But yeah, we should have a better idea in the first quarter next week of where the Cowboys' heads are. So yep. 
All right, till next week. See ya.